Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I would like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. Okay? We're also streaming now with the online radio platforms, um, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Music. There's a few others. If you want to see the full list of radio stations through whom we broadcast, you can go to our website, templeoftruth.us. And I thank you so much for those of you who've been communicating with us, sharing with us um, your thoughts about our message. We're very encouraged to hear from you. Uh, many of you are watching us through the um, platform, I mean, hundreds of, through the platform of Facebook and WhatsApp, etc. cetera. And um, that doesn't necessarily uh, reflect on our accounts here on YouTube, but it doesn't really matter. If we reach one person, and we're able to help transform the life of one person and develop that relationship you have with God, man, we've hit a home run, okay? So it's not all about the numbers for us. It's about it's about the fact that God is using us and we're grateful that you'll find us worthy, you know, to, you know, to be used at this time and this hour. I don't know if, if there's something we have had, you know, in mind. Everybody can see me clear, right? Yes. Okay, I don't know if there's something we've had in mind that um, any of us, you know, want to bring up so we can discuss. Maybe something that has been in your mind over the week. I think right. we should maybe talk about the fasting that we did and what did we receive from our fasting. Okay. Okay. Why don't you go ahead? Why don't you go? Okay. And um, what I had received was in Psalm 107 that the psalmist was talking that we should be praising God and letting the children of men, the, the unchurched, know about the, the works of God and how he has saved and delivered us from many different things. And then we turn our backs on him and all kinds of calamities happen. And then when we repent and turn from our wickedness and turn to him that he blesses us he saves us he keeps us but the the world doesn't know this so they're just going about their business um bothering him okay well let's let's talk a little bit about this psalm 107 you spoke about yes. um i'll just read something in it for you in verse 20 it says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions, plural. Yes. You know, I actually have that highlighted. <laughs> That's why that stood out to me. And it said their destructions, almost as though it was something they deserved. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It said yeah. it was their destructions. It was, in other words, it was like we deserved certain things, but God saved us from them. We don't know the things God saves us from every day. We don't know the accidents. We don't know the diseases. We don't know the things God has saved us from. And that's why sometimes when we thank God for the things we can see, we're almost shortchanging him. Because the things we can see that God does for us are like, a minuscule, you know, insignificance compared to the things we cannot see that he does to protect us, to save us, and to provide for us daily. You know, yeah, so it's exactly. Good. 
I think if you look at verse 17 and yeah. uh, 18, it says just what you said, 17, 18, and 19. Yes, yes, yes. It says, fools because of their transgression and because of their iniquities are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. <laughs> there you go, exactly. <laughs> I didn't highlight that, but that says exactly what I just said. <laughs> All right. I wanted us to talk today about um, predestination. Okay. Yes. All right. So I'll just give um, Gwendolyn like uh, half a minute there. Uh, last week we wanted to know the answer of why the plague, why the plague is being visited on us, and what we can do about it. And in in my spirit, I did not hear it audibly, but in my spirit, the Lord says, "I'm frustrated and I'm disgusted." He's frustrated wow. and disgusted because we have taken his beautiful creation uh, that he breathed his own breath into it just as he breathed the breath into Adam and Eve and to us when we were conceived we've taken as a people we've taken the beautiful creation of boy and girl of male and female of little babies and we've crushed it we've crushed them in front of his face and the breath that he gave us is holy the life that he gave us is holy but those crushed little corpses dissected and sold for their parts eaten and with the with the um, crushed and 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 slaughtered with vacuum cleaners to the back of their brains and, and dissected and, and chopped up and chopped up um, to make to make uh, potions and lotions for our youth, um, the stem cells to keep us young, and to be the blood um, blood uh, facials to make us to make us look younger and keep our position in the world. He's absolutely sick to heart that we have gone that far to disregard his creations and that's what i got from the lord and the only way as he told us after 9 11 was to if my people will turn from their wicked ways and um and uh confess pray. Sins, pray confess their sins and i will hear from heaven and i will heal their land and it's not the people that are that are suffering. It's the actual land is full of blood. Yes. The world is that way. Not only in the United States, but they think that they're kidding themselves and other people that they're holy. And the big GC7 com, uh, com, um, meetings and everything, they're, they're filthy and they're just as just as um, uh, evil as it was in the days of Noah. And it's obvious that um, everything that is going on, it's, it's like when we looked last week at Lot and the angels and how God first went to Abraham with the angels yeah. because, because of the horrible things that were being done. And it was the angel of death that carried out the destruction. We noticed that God himself couldn't bring himself to destroy us, but the law had to be fulfilled. And so these things that are happening are not necessarily being done by God himself, but he's allowing them to happen um, because of these things that you just mentioned. Yeah, my um, my text that he gave me was Second Chronicles two seven fourteen. Do you have it open there? K, yes, I do. Kay has it. Okay, why don't you read it? Amen. Amen. If my, 
If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And so the lands that are being um, uh, routed, the lands that are feeling it heavily, I find, I feel that these are the lands that have um, promoted it and um, they had also, they have also participated in this great, great sin that has been going on, really going on since the 1950s. Human sacrifice. Human sacrifice, breaking it right down, it comes to human sacrifice and it's getting worse. And the, this little, these little children that are going missing in, that, uh, in Canada and the United States, usually black children, they're being uh, butchered for sacrifice so somebody else could retain power yeah. or uh, stay useful like. Yes. And if we read from verse 13 in Second Chronicles 7, verse 13 says, If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence along among my people, then verse 14 continues, If my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Right, right. Okay. I, I, I only want to say one thing. The, God's people are the believers. And Abraham was symbolic of the believers. For Abraham's sake, God might have spared Sodom. But of course, Abraham could not because he did not have the standing in God that we do. Yet, even we cannot save this land. We must understand that. Even we cannot save this land. We know that because in the book of Revelation, at a point, God says to us, come out of her, my people, for her sins have reached up to God, and the time of his wrath has come. You remember that? Yes. So this is the time for preparation. Let's look at one scripture, Isaiah chapter 20. I was listening to True News yesterday, and the guy brought it up there. I think it was Isaiah 20, 26. Amen. 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 Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself as it were for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. Okay. You see God saying to his people, come out, go into your room, Hide yourself. The plague is passing by, but it will be for a short time. You see that? Yes. He says, come into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee. Okay? Hide thyself. Notice that the, the, we're being forced to do this. It's like the plague that came on Egypt. Until the number that is needed to cleanse the land is complete. Now, we ought to be exempt, but we're not necessarily at that place where we will certainly be exempt. 
and I'm talking about all believers in the world. Okay. Yes. But we can we can see we can see here, God talk about a pestilence that is coming, and that it will be around for a while, and during that while it will wreak havoc upon the earth because of God's wrath. Okay. Um, I don't want to force things, but I think maybe we should go into today's um, teaching and um, so we can hurry up so that the, the broadcast is not too long, unless there's something else that needs to be said. No. Sounds good. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, let me start with Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn, what do you know or believe or understand about predestination? It's a word used uh, once or twice in the Bible. Yeah, uh, predestination does not apply, does not refer to the children of God. It refers to God's plan that he put into uh, place before the um, world was in existence. That he, if anything should happen to um, the children of God, the creations that he placed on the earth, that Jesus himself would uh, sacrifice, go down, and die for the sins of mankind. Okay, very good. So predestination is God's foreknowledge, or let me put it, um, God's foreplan to have Jesus die or save mankind if mankind should fall correct correct okay now let's let me push back a little bit if you don't mind is that okay all right the scriptures tell us that jesus is the lamb that was slain from before the foundation of the world it tells us that two or three times which means that Jesus died for our sins before the world was created. Then if we look at Romans 8, when it talks about predestination there, it talks about predestination to justify a group of people. It doesn't necessarily say that Predestination refers to salvation. Why don't we why don't we take a look at that? Romans chapter 8, verse 28 to 30. Amen. Amen. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. So you can see right from verse 28, he's referring to a group of people. So these people, the Bible says plural, he predestined them to something. Now, Gwendolyn's brought up a good point. It doesn't sound right for us to be saying God has predestined some people to go to heaven and some people to go to hell. But that's not what's being said there. But because that's what's being taught by some, like the Calvinists, the pushback has been, no, this is talking about predestination of Jesus Christ. But we can see clearly that it's talking about people, not Jesus. It even says he has predestined people to be conformed to the image of Jesus, correct? Yes. Okay. So now let's look at what the scriptures teach us about predestination. 
this is where we'll begin. I will say what I believe from the word of God, and we'll see if the word of God aligns with what I'm saying, or if not. And this is it. God has not predestined anyone to go to hell. Amen? Amen. God has predestined a place of torment or let I don't want to use the word torment. Okay, let's say a place of separation from him and a place of eternal joy with him in his presence. Can we be agreed on that? Yes. But he has given us something called free will. And by this free will, some of us are going to choose which of these two destinations to attain to, all right? To, to arrive at, I'm sorry. Okay, let's begin with the book of John, chapter 17, verse 12. If you see it, you can read. Amen. Amen. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Notice Jesus is saying that I have lost none except the person who was destined to be lost. Now, Gwendolyn, who was that person? Judas. I will disagree with you. What, why would I say that? You and I today, with hindsight, we can see who chose to be the son of perdition, right? But oh, God never you mean said, Satan. sorry? You mean Satan. No, no, no. A, a human being was going to be the son of perdition. Okay. I'm, I'm confused. I, I said Jewish. Yes, yes, yes. But the question was, did God predestine Judas to be the son of perdition? No, he chose himself. Exactly. Chose but did God predestine that there would be a son of perdition? No. God predestined that Jesus would come to sit Seek and save the lost on earth. Okay. But if you listen to what Jesus just said, he said, I have no, I've lost none. Read, read verse 12 again. Amen. Amen. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Aha. Uh -huh. So that means one would be lost based on the predestined plan of God. Do you see that, Gwendolyn? Yes, of course. And that means God had predestined for there to be a son of perdition. Yes. Okay. Now, I, I don't know... It, if you can open to the Psalm 55, Psalm 55. Okay, we'll take it from uh, verse 12 to 16. Amen. Amen. For it was not an enemy that reproached me, then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that, that, that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man mine equal, mine guide, and mine acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked unto the house of God in company. Let death seize upon them and let them go down quick into hell, for wickedness is in their dwellings and amongst them. As for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. Now, you notice that this is a... this person that is speaking here you remember do you remember philip and the ethiopian eunuch in the book of acts yes 
Gwendolyn, do you remember the, the encounter? Definitely. Sorry, I can't hear you. Yes. Okay. And the eunuch asked Philip a question. He was reading the book of Isaiah. And he asked Philip, tell me, this prophet, was he speaking about himself or someone else? Do you remember? No. And Philip began to show him that Isaiah was speaking about Jesus. He expounded onto the eunuch, right? There you go. So here is the Spirit of God revealing to us in the book of Isaiah that Jesus would be betrayed by one of his brethren, that somebody he went to temple with, that somebody he ate with, somebody he slept with, somebody he drank with, somebody that was his brother, his wife, his sister, his husband, her husband, whatever. You are going to be betrayed by someone close to you that is a Christian. You must experience that because it's the experience foreordained of the Christ. And while you go through that, people will look at you and say, oh, blah, 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 not knowing that you are fulfilling what? What Paul called the sufferings of Christ. Those who betray you in the house of God will also be fulfilling scripture because Judas is not the only son of perdition. Amen. Are you understanding where I'm coming from now? Yes. Okay. So let's take a look at Matthew 16, verses 21 to 23. Amen. Amen. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. So this is what we looked at, Romans 8, 28, 30, and John 17, 12. That was what we looked at earlier, correct? Yes. All right, and now we are here. It says we can choose only if we are chosen, okay? This is what I wanted to go further down into it. So we're talking about predestination, and um, we looked at the book of Romans where it said, um, whom God did foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. And we said that God never predestined anyone to go to hell. He never predestined anyone, you know, to go into, you know, everlasting separation from him. But that he does have a place of everlasting separation, and he does have a place of eternal bliss with him. We, we looked at that Romans and said, you know what? Yes, he's referring to a group of people who are predestined. But we said each individual is going to make his or her own choice to be among the people God has chosen that God didn't choose one person to make it and another person not to. Then we looked at, um, I think it was, was that John 12 or John 17, okay? Where he said he, only, he lost only the son of perdition. John 17. Okay, we looked at John 17, 12. Um, where Jesus said, I've lost none except the son of perdition. And we found that that, that verse was predicated on Psalm 55, verse 12 to 16. For All right, so we just looked at Matthew 16, verses 21 to 23, okay? And Jesus is saying there that God had predestined him to suffer, correct? Yes. And Peter was telling him, no, don't talk like that. No, this will never happen to you. Do you see how Jesus had clarity about his life? The beautiful things and the negative things. So that when these things began to happen, 
he didn't seem confused and asking himself, why are these strange things happening to me? Like we are off to do, correct? Yes. True. All right. Now, before I go any further, I want to ask if there's any question of something that I might, because I might be talking and talking and think I'm making a lot of sense, but you might be listening and saying, I really don't know what this guy's talking about. <laughs> so is there something I might need to clear up a little bit or someone is not really you know, persuaded about that I might have to dig a little deeper into? No, I'm clear. Okay. I think it's clear. Okay. I think it was is, the, you know, is it acceptable? It, Gwendolyn, is it acceptable to you? Or, because I need you to push back. It's really important because there are other people who are going to listen to this broadcast. And if, you know, they need, I need to be pushed. I can't just come and say, you know, blah, 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 extra theater. You've got to be able to, you've got to push back. And, you know, maybe I might not be able to resolve it, but at least I can do my best. And then Holy Ghost can take it from there. I think, Brother Mike, I think when we finish this, the other scriptures. Can she hear me? Gwendolyn can't hear me? She can't hear you. She had to step away again for a moment. I think that when you finish the scriptures that you were going to talk about, uh, that's on the slide now, that it'll be more clear what it is that you're trying to get at. Let's do Ezekiel. Okay, let's do Ezekiel and stop there because I don't want the broadcast to be like extra long. I'd like to try to keep it an hour or less going forward. Well, I mean, we can stop here as you planned. I'm just saying that it's hard to have questions or push back when we haven't gotten very far into it. That's all I'm saying. Okay, okay, fine. All right, so let's look at Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 12 to 19. I'm sure a lot of Christians know this, this one. Mama dear, do you have your Bible with you? Yes. Okay, please, could you read that for us? Ezekiel 28, verses 12 to 19. Son of man, take up a lament concerning the king of Tyre and say to him, this is what the sovereign Lord says. You were the model of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone adorned you, ruby, topaz, and emerald, chrysolite, onyx, jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and beryl. Your settings and mountings were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. I'm going to 19. Yeah, going to 19. You were anointed as a guardian cherub, for so I ordained you. You were on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God and I expelled you, O guardian cherub, from among the fiery stones. Your heart became proud on account of your beauty, and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to the earth. I made a spectacle of you before kings. By your many sins and dishonest trade, you have desecrated your sanctuaries. So I made a fire come out from you, and it consumed you, and I reduced you to ashes on the ground in the sight of all who were watching. All the nations who knew you are appalled at you. You have come to a horrible end and will be no more. All right. Down to 19. Is that, was that 19? Yes. Okay, cool. Now, you've re I'm sure everybody's read this before, right? Yes. Who do you think it's talking about? Lucifer. Okay. But it doesn't say so. <laughs> I, have I have written in the margin of my Bible, Lucifer, the morning star. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's look at 
Lucifer then. Look at Isaiah chapter 14. And above that, I have the devil. Okay. So look, look at Isaiah chapter 14. I got rid of Isaiah. Somebody else. Isaiah 14, right? Yeah, Isaiah 14. Um, Dr. K, you can read for us. Um, what verse? Um, from verse 12. 12 to 15. Um, we can take from verse 12 to 23. Amen. Amen. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which the which dost weaken the nations? For thou hast seen, for thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see, they that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness, and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners? All the kings of the nations, even all of them, lie in glory, every one in his own house. But thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch, and as the raiment of those that are slain, thrust through with a sword that go down to the stones of the pit as a carcass trodden under feet. Thou shalt not be joined with them in burial because thou hast destroyed thy land and slain thy people. The seed of evildoers shall never be renowned. Prepare slaughter for his children for the iniquity of their fathers that they do not rise nor possess the land nor fill the face of the world with cities. For I will rise up against them, saith the Lord of hosts, and cut off from Babylon the name and remnant and son and nephew, saith the Lord. I will also make a possession for the bittern and pools of water, and I will sweep it with the besom of destruction, saith the Lord of hosts. Thank you. Did you notice it's talking about people? Yes. So it's not just talking about a spirit angel we call Satan. You remember when Peter tried to stop Jesus and said, no, no, you will not die. Jesus looked at him and said, away from me, Satan, correct? Yes. Yes. It means then that the satanic nature can work in human beings. And through human beings, Satan can carry out his work. That you and I, nobody would argue about that, correct? Amen. Correct. So when we read Ezekiel 28, which we read earlier, when he talked about the king of Tyre, all those things it was talking about there was referring to things that we, human beings, are going to do here on earth. And what you just read here in Isaiah is about things we human beings are going to do here on earth. The personality behind these things is Satan. But not only he is going to be punished. The person, if you remember, we said with Ezekiel 28, do you remember he said that this person was on the mountain of God? Correct? Yes. Okay, I'm going somewhere with me. Stay with me. Please let's go back to Ezekiel 28. Okay? okay? The reason I took us to Isaiah was to help mom see where she found Lucifer from, which was Isaiah, correct? And now extrapolated that to Ezekiel 28. Because they're, they're both related visions. 
They're visions of the same thing seen by two different prophets. Okay. Any particular verse? Yes. Verses 14 and 15. Said, you were anointed as a guardian cherub, for so I ordained you. You were the holy mount of God. You walked. You were on. You were on. You were on the holy mount of God. Yeah. Bad vision. You were on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. That ends at 15. Is that where you said to stop? Yes, exactly. So now, this holy mount of God is where you and I are now. Okay? I'll show that to you. Look at Hebrews, New Testament, Hebrews chapter 12, okay? Verse 22 and 23. Amen. Amen. But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. You see here where the Apostle Paul, or the writer of the book of Hebrews, is saying that you have come to the mountain. Isn't that so? Yes. And you read in Ezekiel where God said uh, whoever he was talking to in Ezekiel was on the mountain. Correct? Yes. So that means you just can't limit that scripture to Satan. Or to Lucifer. It could be anybody that was on the mountain, including you. Do we have an amen? Amen. Or are we amen. I'm going to put. Pastor? I'm going to put. Are we hiring a new pastor? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I see it because he said we were perfect until we were found in our iniquity. Isn't that the yes. truth of all of he us? He said you were perfect. Okay. You were perfect. And the only way you could be perfect is because you've received Christ. Yes. Perfect means acceptable to God. Right. But you chose to become a false prophet. So now let's go for the clencher. Let's go to the book of Revelation. Chapter 20, verse 1 to 3. Revelation, chapter 20, verse 1 to 3. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. Okay, so we see that at some time in the future, Satan is going to be bound and cast into hell. What you and I saw in the book of Ezekiel and the book of Isaiah just now, correct? Yes. Right. That means what we saw in Isaiah and Ezekiel was a vision of the future. It hasn't occurred yet. Hmm. Okay. Okay. But now let's look for the place where the false prophet is cast in to the lake of fire as well. Look at verse 10. 
the same chapter. Amen. 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 And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Stop. Who is the beast and who is the false prophet? Because they would be thrown into some place that the devil is going to be thrown into as well. They actually precede him. One of the same, Brother Mike? Sorry, say that again. They're one of the same? No, they're not. The beast is a different entity from the false prophet. The false prophet is religious. The false prophet was that person that we read about Okay, identified in Ezekiel and in identified as and Isaiah. Yes, yes, because they move by the nature and the power of Satan. They use the power of Satan to do great works in the church. And they lure us in the direction that the beast wants us to go. The beast is the temporal power of the world. You know what I mean by temporal? Um, the, the ones that you can touch. Yes. The social, not religious, sorry. The human, the human power, the political, the social, the cultural, yeah. etc. Mm -hmm. The legislative. The what's but then you have... What's going on in the Congress and the Senate today? Exactly and in dictatorships around the world, and in your county, and etc. Then there's the religious, which is those who have the moral authority over you, who have spiritual authority over you, who use powers that are not of God, who once were of God, but are no longer of God. They're man-made powers. No, 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 no. They were God ordained powers they're religious you and i could be and you and i could be any of these things you're not exempt i'm not exempt i'm not saying that i could I'm begin with the power of god and god using me to do great works yeah. but at a point in time yeah. i could fall and begin to use powers of darkness right man made to no, perform the same sorry Becoming a false prophet. There you go. That's why he says Satan was thrown into the lake of fire. Or sorry, into whatever. He was thrown the place of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. The beast represents the system of government of the world. Now look at Revelation chapter um, 17. Verse 5. So we really are living in last days. Amen. Yes. Amen. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. All right. So this mother is a church system or a religious system. I'm not going to limit it just to church, but churches is a part of it. It can be mosque. It can be synagogue. It can be um, the temple. It can be anything. Okay? Now, how do we know this? We've got to go back to Ezekiel 28 and look at something we saw earlier. Let's go back to Ezekiel 28, verses 12 to 19. Ezekiel 28. Yes. Um, 
verse, look at, let's just take it from there, verse 12 to 16. Amen. 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 Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou mm. wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created, Beautiful. till iniquity was found in thee. Mm. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Okay, so here we see that the, the, the description of the activities of this person are worldly. They're worldly activities. They're things taking place here. But here is refer here is referring to a political and a religious system. We will confirm that when we go back, because remember we we looked at Isaiah, I'm sorry, Revelation 17, where it says Babylon the mystery, correct? Yes. Which means it's mysterious. Now, in if you go back to Isaiah 14, read just one verse. Okay, I don't want us to read too much. Okay, and that's verse 22. Isaiah 14, verse 22. We'll see that word Babylon again. Amen. I don't think they're there yet. Okay. Amen. All right. For I will rise up against them, saith the Lord of hosts, and cut off from Babylon the name and remnant, and son, and nephews, saith the Lord. Notice it's plural. Okay? Yes. Notice it's plural. And this is Isaiah 14, the same, look, we started from Isaiah 14, verse, um, we started from verse 12, right? Yes. In verse 12, who does it say it's talking about? Lucifer. Lucifer. He had fallen from heaven. Exactly. So, Lucifer and Babylon seem to be interchangeable. Babylon and them, in fact, even included their nephews, <laughs> okay? I mean, it's, you can't get away from it. God is talking about the plurality of people, not just Satan. That's why when you look in the Revelation, it says Satan is thrown into that place of brimstone where the beast and the false prophet already are. Because if you'd gone earlier, you'd have seen where God threw the beast and the false prophet into the lake of fire. Amen. You remember the, the apostle Peter said something. He said, the elements shall be melted with a fervent heat. Do you recall that? Yes. I okay. remember reading that. Good. I think that's in the book of Second Peter. The elements he was referring to there were not um, metal, stones, trees. He wasn't talking about ozone layer and, you know, that, that's not what he, was, what, what he was talking about. He was talking about the principles and systems that the world is predicated upon. Ideologies, religious systems will face torment. Look at the little coronavirus. Look at what it has done to us already. It hasn't even, <laughs> it hasn't even started. It's just picking up speed now. 
it, it hasn't even started. I mean, it, it hasn't even, it's actually even only affecting the top hemisphere of the world. And Jesus told us that things would come. And you can see our all our systems, our healthcare system, our, everything is being strained already. In China, they're cremating people. They're using trash cans. No, sorry, they're using trash trucks, dumpsters. What, what are those things called? The things that collect our trash? Huh? Dumpsters. Dumpster trucks. They're using those to supply food to people. No. Get rid of the, and they're, they're big fields that they've dug out. And there's like maybe yeah. 100 people to a ditch. Mass graves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The same thing is going on in Iran. Okay. And listen. It hasn't even started yet. See this one? It's going to come, do its thing, and it's going to go. And another thing is going to come again. Then there's going to be wars. There are going to be wars between countries at the same time that those countries are fighting a war in their own country. Hmm. This is what Jesus said. I mean, I want you to go find it. When I looked at this over, I, I looked at it over and over again, and Jesus said, nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. All and he said, there shall be pestilences. And there shall be pestilences. You wake up, listen, right now you wake up one morning and then you hear United States is at war with Iran. You're going to be so concerned about coronavirus, you wouldn't even care. Right now, you're so desperate to live that if they tell you you must give up this right and that right. You say, look, I don't care. I'll give up every right. I just want to live. Mm. Which the Bible told us was going to be the ushering in of the one world government led by the Antichrist, often referred to as the beast. That's where we're headed. Okay. So... These things were predestined to happen. What you and I choose was not predestined. Amen. We can make a choice and that choice will determine our eternal destiny. For every one of us is going to be different. You are going to know what the choice is you have to make. I can't tell you what your choice is going to be. Let me stop here for today. And if there are any questions, you know, fine. But I'm yes. hoping I can, I've demonstrated to us that yes, God has Mike, predestined two destinations. Yes, Brother yes. Mike, you have a um, request. If you could sum up your, um, your talk or your uh, lecture, could you sum it up in uh, a paragraph, please? Sure. God has predestined all people to either of two destinations, eternal bliss with him or a place of permanent and eternal separation from him. There are people who will according to the predestined plan of God, go either way. But there is no one individual whom God has predestined to go either way. God has predestined that some people will go into the place of eternal separation from him. God never said Judas will betray Jesus. God said somebody will betray Jesus. You can't get away from it. It's going to happen. God said somebody 
It's going to be on the cross. It's going to be at his last moment. He's going to have been a thief his whole life, been a crook his whole life. And at the last minute, just before he died, after being the worst person you ever thought about, where everybody was so sure he was on his way to hell, he would say, Master, remember me in your kingdom. Mm. Made a choice. God has ordained that. It's going to happen. But I don't know who it is. You don't know who it is. Amen. All you know is what choice you can make. So predestination is there, but it is not fatalist. It is not that God has ordained somebody to go to hell and another person to go to heaven. God has not done that for any individual. Every individual still has the power to choose where they want to go. That was what I wanted to teach about predestination. Yes, it's true. Everybody has a choice. Okay? Yes. All right. I, Any questions? I made my choice. <laughs> Every single person that is on this broadcast has made the right choice, and we're all going to be there. Even when we fall asleep, he's going to come pick us up, and we're going to wake up and find ourselves there. Amen. 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 You could have been anywhere right now. You could have been watching TV right now. But you chose to be here because you love him. The Bible says all things work in the same scripture. Of Can we look at that scripture? I'm sorry. I said it was the last thing. Can we look at it? Romans chapter 8. All things work together for good. For them that love the Lord. That love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. That love the Lord. Love That's the, Lord. the key thing there. Romans chapter 8. Verse 28. Verse 28. Yes, yes. And it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. I will just stop there. I'll just stop there. How do you know you love someone? You want to spend time with that person. Every single one of us here could have chosen not to be on this broadcast right now. Amen. You don't Amen. need, you know, listen, you don't need anybody to tell you whether you're a child of God or not. The fact that you don't feel like going to this church or that church doesn't mean you're not a child of God. They just might not have the food for you. The fact that you choose not to be here in this broadcast doesn't mean you're not a child of God. This might not be the food for you. Amen. But wherever your food is, you want to be there if given a choice. And for that reason, God is obligated to do everything to save you because you have made the choice. You see how we make the choice? Yes. <laughs> we make the choice by whether or not we want to know God. Amen. Amen. All right. We also want to continue to know God. Exactly. So it's a, it, it's, that's why we made the choice. Yes. That's why we made the choice. We shall, none of us shall become the false prophet in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time, for those of you who have been faithful, you know, uh, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos. Okay, don't be, don't, don't, don't get weary, don't be weary, don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay, keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook over this video so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay, and continue to write us. Write me through Facebook. Write me through. You know, the, the comment section here on YouTube. Okay? So I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thanks so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said. If you want to continue listening to us, do our audio, you can always go, okay, to our website. You can see the online radio channels that you can get us through. Like I mentioned um, Apple's iTunes. I met Apple iTunes. I mentioned um, Spotify and I think Google. You can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio, okay? I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to 
you know, hit the like buttons, hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you watch those videos through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other video like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so we'll be able to see your like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you, or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you, hit that like button. Okay, hit that like button. It matters to us. Okay, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos. Okay, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be on the road, but wherever I am, I'm going to be broadcasting from there. So the broadcast is still going to keep going. Okay, so thank you so much, everybody. God bless you. See you soon.